Good afternoon and welcome to AG Matters on Arlington Independent Media's community radio station, WERALP Arlington 96.7 FM. I'm Cheryl Beversdorf, your host. The role of older adults in every election is important and their collective participation holds power. This year, the pandemic could dampen voter turnout depending on the number of new coronavirus infections recorded this fall. However, experts agree that while how they vote may change, turnouts of America's age 50 plus is likely to be strong and and they will maintain their position as powerful decision makers. Today, my guest is Joan Port, president of the League of Women Voters of Arlington. Joan will provide important information for Arlington County residents to vote in the 2020 election, including voter registration, mail-in, absentee and in-person voting, and how to ensure every vote is counted. So welcome, Joan, and thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for asking us to be here. We appreciate it. Well, Joan, I want to just get started over the basic uh, uh, information that people need to know. Probably everybody knows it, but we'll just start by asking you, when is the election and what's on the ballot? Ah, well, the election is officially November 3rd, and polls open at 6 a.m., and they close at 7 p.m. What's on the ballot? It might be easier to ask what isn't on the ballot. We have a very long ballot in Arlington this year. Uh, you may have heard that there's a presidential election. I don't know. It's not been in the news much. Haha. Uh-huh. So in addition to that, we have a Senate race. Uh, Mark Warner, who's the incumbent, is defending his position. Uh, A man named Daniel Gade is running as the Republican, and there's two independents in that race, Denise Kim and Mary Knapp. Uh, Don Beyer is the incumbent congressman for people in Arlington. He has an opponent, Jeff Jordan. There are two constitutional amendments, one to end uh, partisan gerrymandering. That's the first one. And the second one is to provide some uh, tax relief on automobiles and trucks for disabled veterans. We have a county board seat. Uh, Libby Garvey is defending her seat against independent Audrey Clement. We have two school board seats up and three people running. Uh, David Pretty, Christina Diaz-Torres, and Simone Walker. And then we have five ballot issues that are Arlington-centric. And I can't read them all, uh, but you can find all of these on the Arlington voter website, which is vote.arlingtonva.us. And you see a little link that says what's on the ballot. You click it and the entire ballot comes up with a description of each of these five bond issues. Okay, well, and we hope that folks will check that out since this uh, we got a couple of months yet, or about a month and a half before the election. So hopefully people will look um, on that website. And thank you for giving that to us, Joan. So most important uh, question right now, how can individuals register to vote and what's the deadline? Deadline is October 13th. If you do a paper ballot, it must be received by the registrar by 5 p.m. Whether you mail it or you drop it off, it has to be in their hands by close of business. If you are doing it online, which is actually the preferred way to do it, 
you go to that magic website, and I'm going to repeat it a few times today, vote.arlingtonva.us, and you'll see a little box that says register, and you click that. I say it's easier to do it online. Uh, if you have a driver's license or a state-issued ID, then you can do it online. If you don't have a driver's license or that issued ID, then you do have to print the ballot out and mail it in. But it's easier to do it online. They don't have to try to decipher your handwriting. It won't let you proceed if you make a mistake, if you leave something out, so you know the ballot is, you know, the application is good. So if you can do it online, please do so. Since you are part of, obviously, the president of the Arlington League of Women Voters, and you have very nicely given the Arlington County website, is this same kind of information that you're going to be sharing with us throughout this program today, is that also available on the Arlington League of Women Voters website? And if so, what's that website address? Thank you for asking. It is uh, my, mylwv.org, Arlington, Virginia, or just Google Lead of Women Voters Arlington, Virginia, and it will come up. There's also a nationwide website that the League of the U.S. Uh, funnels information through. It's vote411.org. Just put that in your web browser. You can find your polling place, who's on the ballot, the times of early voting, whatever. Uh, and that's pretty much nationwide. California has their own system because they're California. But that's uh, pretty much a nationwide website, vote411.org. Okay. So in the event that people aren't going to vote online, they don't have a computer or uh, some other reason, can they get voter registration applications in other uh, areas of, of Arlington County? And, and if so, Will they, in order to just pick up those applications, have to have personal information available right away, or can they have that personal information available when they actually start filling out the application? Help us on that. Okay. Yeah, you cannot. We well, can't vote online. You can get your application. You can get your application, and you can register online. You can do that. Uh, you can go to um, again, votearlingtonva.us. That has the ballot application and the voter registration application there. If you don't want to uh, do it online, you can print it out. You can email us at lwvarlington. I'm sorry. Yeah, lwvarlingtonva at gmail, uh, and we can send you one or deliver you one if you you know you don't have access to a computer. You could also go to the Arlington Registrar's Office at 2100. Clarendon Boulevard, Suite 320, and fill it out right there and register to vote right there at their office when they're, they're usually open nine to five on weekdays. Are there any applications like at the library or any other government office in Arlington, Joan? Yes, there should be. Oh, even though some of the libraries are still closed. Oh, that's right. The registrar was putting packets like outside the library with a little sort of a shelf thing. They sure. should still be there. We've been checking them as well. Uh, some community centers have them. Um, our yard signs, by the way, the League of Women Voters of Arlington yard signs are in front of every library and every community center. 
and it has this information. You can just sort of take a picture and get the phone number or the website. So you can swing by there. Uh, they're also on every bike path in Arlington. So you can take the information off of them as well. Okay. So how about voters who don't speak English or need a non-English registration application for either themselves or their family? What would you tell us? They are available in Spanish on that website, vote.arlingtonva.us. Um, unfortunately, Arlington only has them in English and Spanish. There are some other uh, counties, for instance, Fairfax has them in Vietnamese and a few other languages. If someone needs them in another language, they can always email us again, lwvarlingtonva at gmail.com, and we will get the proper one to you. Okay. And of course, since this program is Aging Matters, how about the older adults in our community who can't pick up the forms? What's going on in that realm, you know, insofar as voter registration applications? How, how are they being distributed? I understand that Arlington County is undertaking a program to distribute them to senior homes. Uh, we have many members in senior homes. And I tell you, they're organizing the whole place. Uh, so we have members now in both Goodwin houses and uh, in the Jefferson. So again, if you want to know how to either help them or how to get organized, email us lwvarlingtonva at gmail. If you you know just can't get your hand on any information, we have it all, and we'll make sure you get it. Let's take that one step further. So because I want to hear this, they fill out the voter registration application then what do the people who are there to help these voters, uh, how are they going to make sure that they get those applications back to the right place? The senior homes, even where we don't have our members organizing, they're very good about that. They know where to send them, uh, which is officer of the, Office of the Registrar, 2100 Clarendon Boulevard, Suite 320, and the zip is 22201. Um, we are also doing webinars for many homes, uh, civic organizations, places of worship. In fact, uh, we have one, uh, three this week already, uh, one at Marymount. We have a couple of uh, places of worship and several civic associations. So we will come virtually to the senior home, if you email us and do a presentation, it's about a 25 minute PowerPoint. And then we open it to questions and we go step by step through everything, how to register, how to get the ballot, how to vote online, you know, what if, not vote online, get your application online and everything else. So we will do that for you as well. And thank you for bringing that up, Joan, because I wasn't not aware of it, and maybe our listeners aren't as well. Um, is there a deadline by which people can invite you to uh, to to give that PowerPoint? Because that sounds like an excellent way to get the word out. I just want to promote that for you. Thank you. Well, since voter registration ends October 13th, we're trying to pack them all in before October 13th. Um, so we'll do two a day. You know, we're like the theater. We don't care. Um, but we really, it would be best if we could do it at least by October 12 to give people an extra day to get in that registration if they have to. And should they call 
the League of Women Voters then or or um, email? What do you prefer? Well, Arlington, we don't have a main office, so we don't okay. have a phone number. But I am also on the state board and I check the state phone number every day to see who's left a voicemail. So if you need to call, call the state office at 804-521-4171. And I will get that because I check the messages. Or you can email us at lwvarlingtonba at gmail.com. Perfect. Thank you for that information. Wow. You're really working hard, which we all are, to, to get the word out. So, okay. So now a person has completed their voter registration application, where are they sent? They're sent to that office of the registrar, 2100 Clarendon Boulevard, Suite 320, Arlington, 22201. Okay, and I'm assuming that that's all on the application form? Yeah, it is. Okay, so now they've completed their registration form and it's been sent, it's sent in to 2100 Clarendon Boulevard, what information will they receive after submitting the registration form? And God forbid that, you know, it doesn't arrive. Who should they contact? Yeah, they should get something from the registrar within two weeks. It might be a little bit later now because they're absolutely swamped, but you should get a card, you know, your little voter ID card, two weeks. If it goes much beyond two weeks, give them a call, 703. 228-3456, or you could go to that vote.arlingtonva.us. There's a little box that says, check your status, and you can put it in there and make sure you're registered. And this is something, you know, people might want to do. If you are registered in Virginia, you have not moved, and you have not changed your name since the last time you voted, you should be fine. Uh, Virginia does not throw people off the rolls. They're very good about that. Uh, that you may go on in an active list if you haven't voted in like five years and you've moved and they can't reach you, but they're very good about that. But if you want to be sure, again, on that website, you just click check your status and you make sure that, that you're registered. But give them a call or check the status and they'll tell you what's happening with the, uh, with the application. And, and one thing I'm curious, because I think I have one of those voter cards, uh, doesn't it also indicate where the polling place where you should vote? Is, is that always the case? Tell us about the information on the card. Yeah, the cards will have your polling place and your address and your name. And, and you could also find that on that magic website. There is a little box that says, find my polling place and vote411.org. The minute you put your address and your name in, it will come up with your polling place and, and all that information. So both sites have that. I'd like to kind of back, not necessarily back up, but help us to understand exactly what are voting eligibility requirements. Uh, that would be helpful for us to understand, you know, uh, we want to get as many participants as possible, of course. And so walk us through that. And then what then would make a resident ineligible to vote? What might they he or she not have that would make them ineligible to vote? Great question. Thank you. First of all, you have to be a citizen of the United States. That's kind of mandatory through all the 50 states and the District of Columbia. So you need to be a citizen. You need to be a resident of Virginia. 
you need to have a physical address in the state of Virginia. However, if someone is homeless, they cannot be deprived the right to vote. And there are many churches and many shelters that will allow those people to use their address and pick up their ballots there or use that as a place so that they can vote because they should not be excluded from the rolls. You must be 18 years old at the election. And this is something a lot of people don't know. If you have a 17 year old running around, that person, if they're going to be 18 by November 3rd, they were actually eligible to register and they were eligible to vote in the primaries this year. And I was doing a presentation at a high school in January before the world stopped. And this one young lady, you know, sort of grabbed her head and she said, I'm not going to be 18 till November 10th. I'm like, you missed it. You missed it by a week. So you have to be 18 at the time of the election. The only people technically disenfranchised, if you will, are people who have felony convictions who are in jail with a felony conviction. If you are in jail awaiting trial or if you have been charged with a misdemeanor, then you can vote. Uh, we have a very bad way in Virginia. We still disenfranchise ex-felons. Uh, if you're, you know, served your time and you have been off probation, now you have to apply to the governor. and Only the governor can give you back your rights. This is something it's ridiculous. It's steeped in Jim Crow laws from the 1920s. We are working hard to get rid of that. Most states these days, once you've done your time, you're off probation, your rights are automatically restored. Virginia is not the case. The other thing, um, people who have been judged mentally incompetent by a judge in Virginia, unless and until you can go back and have that reversed again by a judge, you cannot vote until that's reversed. But other than that, you're, you're eligible. So I think the question that so many people want to know is because they might be nervous about going to the polls, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But the most important question is, is it possible to vote early? And where can you do this? And what are the dates? Um, that I think there's like a, a time span between what dates can an individual vote before election day. So give us all the information we should know if we wanna vote early. The answer to that is yes, you can vote early. And yes, please do vote early. Uh, we really need to get people because of COVID, as many people away from clamoring to the polls and standing in line and possibly infecting people. Early voting actually starts on September 18th. Virginia has one of the earliest, I think we're beaten only by North Carolina. Uh, we have one of the earliest early voting periods. So on September 18th through October 31st, you can go down to the courthouse plaza. There's a new polling site there. It's not 2100 Clarendon, it's 2200 Clarendon Boulevard. And if you know Courthouse, it's sort of around the bend next to the Starbucks in the old Wells Fargo space. The reason they're putting it there this year is it's bigger than the 2100 and there's more space. People can spread out, there's less chance of contact. So from September 18th to October 31st, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., you can go down there and cast your ballot on the machine, just like regular 
voting days. Starting October 17th, that will be open on Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. So October 17th, 24th, and 31st. Also, October 17th to October 31st, there'll be four other sites in Arlington. Aurora Hills Community, Langston Brown Community, Madison Community, and Walter Reed Community. So again, go to that website, vote.arlingtonva.us, if you want to you know, remember all those times. It can be a little confusing, but it's right up there. It says absentee polling places, times, click on it, and you can go. You can also drop off your ballot, and this is something that's brand new in Virginia. Each of these locations, when they are open, will have a secured spot where there'll be election officials standing there. So you can just go on by and put your completed ballot in that box. And it's just like voting early. You are voting early, but you don't, you know, you don't, if you're worried about the mails, there's a lot of talk about the mails these days and the mail system and will the mail get there. You can drop it right off. The election officials will take it in. It's very secure and you can drop your ballot off. So that's another great way to do it. And those com those community centers that you uh, mentioned, are those addresses then on that website that you keep referring uh, us to, Joan? Yes, the times, the locations, everything is on there. Okay, another important question is, do you have to have a reason to do so in the past if you had to tell somebody why you were voting early? Is that the case this year? Nope, we finally got rid of that. The General Assembly eliminated that reason to vote early. There's no excuse, you just go. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to be, you know, prove that you're working or you're out of town. I just want to vote early, you go in and do so. And so when, when we actually, if we decide that this is what we want to do, what should we take along in terms of personal information? Um, and I'm thinking particularly if a person doesn't have an ID and or do they have to bring a witness along to sign the ballot? What Tell us about the process once we get over to where we're going to, to vote early. Okay. Uh, that's something else that has been changed this year, thankfully. Uh, you used to only be able to vote with a driver's license or a passport. That's great for many of us, but there's also a lot of people who don't have a passport because they can't afford to travel or they don't have a car because they take mass transportation. So then they would have to go and get this voter ID, you know, and that meant people having to take subways and buses over to courthouse, taking time off from work. Right now, you can bring a passport, you can bring your driver's license, you can also bring any Virginia state ID. Students can now bring any college ID. It used to be just Virginia schools, but you can bring any college ID. You could bring a utility bill, you could bring a lease, you can bring uh, you know, your mortgage statement, something to prove you're there and you're at that house. And on that magic website, vote.arlingtonva.us, there is a full list. There's a huge list. That's only a, a portion of what you can bring. And here's something to remember. If you are someone and you go out of the house and you have no ID and you wind up at the, at the, pallet, the ballot spot, you can still just say, for instance, you don't have time to go home and get your ID. 
you can still vote with a provisional ballot. And a provisional ballot is a ballot that they don't count unless the race is tight. So say, you know, you have one vote or you know, 10 votes or whatever separating and it triggers a, a recount. In that recount, then those provisional ballots are counted, but then you're given like 24 hours to go down there and show your ID and prove that your ballot is good. So you can still file the provisional if you have no ID. As for voting uh, by mail, you mentioned witnessing. Uh, that is not a requirement this year, kind of thanks to the League of Women Voters of Virginia and the ACLU, we sued the State Board of Elections because of COVID to get rid of that witnessing. Because this, again, is difficult for disabled people, people living alone, particularly older people living alone who don't want to come in contact with people to have to get that witness. So your ballot does not have to be witnessed this year. And I just wanted to, uh, to clarify, Joan, in terms of the ID, um, it, do it doesn't have to be a picture ID? Does it have to be a photo ID? No, not anymore. Okay. Okay. Well, we are going to take a short break right now. We are talking with Joan Port, president of the League of Women Voters of Arlington on Arlington Independent Media's community radio station, WERALP Arlington, 96.7 FM. Welcome back. We are talking with Joan Port, president of the League of Women Voters of Arlington. And Joan was just talking with us about that there might be some difficulty for some individuals to uh, to get to a polling place. So Joan, let's, let's talk a little bit more about that. Um, older adults or persons with disabilities um, who might be very, very nervous about COVID, understandably, is it possible to vote outside a building, um, the, the polling place? And, and, and if so, is there an advanced request that's needed? Help us, uh, you know, learn more about the process to do that. Thank you. That's a great question. Um, people with disabilities are always protected. There's federal law. It's called the Help America Vote Act. And there's also the ADA, the American Disabilities Act. So if you are someone who cannot get out of the car, cannot walk far, cannot stand in line, you pull up to the polling place, and whether this is the regular polling place on November 3rd or one of these satellites, and there's always people milling around out front, they'll get an election official and they can bring a portable polling place to the car. And the election official will show you how to do it. And of course they walk away so your, your votes are private. They bring it in and, and tally your vote. If you are in, uh, someone who just doesn't want to go in because of COVID, I would suggest either mail or these drop boxes. Now, these drop boxes were just passed by the Virginia General Assembly last week in the special session. But again, there will be people outside. They're trying to get like one person from each party to watch these, you know, one election official, and then make sure that they are securely taken in. So these registrars... These people who work the polls, they take this seriously. Uh, this whole idea of, you know, a, a failed system and fraud in the system is really not true. 
Uh, this is sacred to these people. So they're going to protect that ballot. They're going to take those drop boxes and bring them to the registrar and make sure your vote is counted. I do want to mention one thing we ran into with some of the senior homes we were encountering. They thought, one of them thought it would be a great idea if they would collect all of the ballots from everybody in the senior home and stuff them in a FedEx box and mail them to the registrar. And we all sort of grabbed our hair and went, no, and decided to scream. That's called ballot harvesting. And that is technically illegal under Virginia and most state laws. And there's a whole lot of reasons for that that I don't know if you want me to go into, but you cannot go around to your neighbors and knock on the door and say, hey, I'll take your ballot. Everybody's got to bring their own ballot. And so that's why these drop boxes are great. Because again, if someone is can't do it. Now, there are um, things available. If you are taking care of someone who is severely disabled, bedridden, you know, whatever, you are allowed to take that person's ballot and drop it off. There are provisions for that if you are a caretaker. But just don't go around knocking on your neighbor's doors and say, let me take your ballot down to the registrar, because that is illegal. That that example that you just gave, Joan, about somebody who is bedridden and and can't, would the caregiver then have to have some kind of an advance request so that, again, to protect the, the legality and, and that, would they have to apply in advance and say, hi, I'm taking care of Mr. Smith and I'm going to bring his ballot? Or what would what would the process there be, just so we understand? Yeah, no, thank you. Not in advance. They don't have to do it in advance. But when they get there, there is a form uh, to say, you know, to sign and swear that you are taking care of so-and-so and you are delivering this ballot because this person is incapable of physically doing it in any way. And do they have to prove that at all, or must we just take their word for it that they're doing that? I believe you signed an affidavit. And of course, if you sign that illegally, there is there are consequences. Um, in addition, you know, if the same person keeps appearing, you know, at the same place with ballots, obviously they're, they're not, they're not dumb. They're going to realize this person is doing um, ballot harvesting, but uh, that's why they're very particular about that. I wanted to go back. You've mentioned the drop boxes, which, as you said, is new this year. Are they out there already? When are they going to be there? How are they going to be? How will we know where to find it? Will we have to look on the website? Help us on that. They are very new. They were just passed uh, Friday by the state uh, general assembly. You know, there are some states like Oregon where you don't go to the polls at all. You vote by mail and they have these drop boxes that look like mailboxes. They're cemented into the ground. They have video surveillance. And that's how you vote in in many Western states, Colorado, Oregon, um, Washington, many parts of California. They're way ahead of us with this because this is new in Virginia. And it sort of came about because of COVID. It will be up to each registrar. What we're hearing in Arlington is that they will be secured boxes that you can easily see. There'll be an election official or two standing there guarding these. Um, some, one registrar is doing it through a drive-in, you know, a, a bank that's, that's uh, empty. And so they're having people drop them off at the drive-in. I mean, it's a lot of creativity, but there are uh, rules that they must follow in terms of securing them. They can't be left alone. They can't be tampered with. 
somebody has to be there or they have to put video cameras. So they're doing their best under very trying situations. Well, and so to that point, this Dropbox, then you can't go drop your your ballot at 11 o'clock at night. So it's only there for a certain time during the day when the election official can be there too. Is that correct? Exactly. And thank you for pointing that out. Yes, only when the office is open, either the satellite location or the courthouse location, when election officials are there. In these Western states, you can do it any old time. We're not there yet. So it has to be when the polling place is open. And you can even do it on election day, on November 3rd. If you, you know, wanted to wait that long, and please don't wait that long. But if you want to wait that long and then you're still like, no, I'm too scared to go into the polling place. Every polling place will have the ability for you to hand it to a sworn election official and they will take your ballot and make sure it's counted. I thought I heard you say that the state legislature had passed this. So we've got these drop boxes all over Virginia then. I mean, we're not only, of course, we're focusing more on Arlington, but so every county in Virginia will have these drop boxes. Is is that correct? Yes. Okay. Well, then if we happen to have people from Fairfax or Loudoun or whatever county listening today, please be aware that these drop boxes are going to be available. And they're not there yet, right? No, they will not be there. In a courthouse, they won't be there until September 18th. Okay, okay. When early voting starts. So the next question, which we've been hearing about in the news, is voting by mail. Help us on this, Joan. You are the expert. Um, can voting be done by mail? And and I'll ask that same question as we were talking about before. Is there a special reason needed? Give us give us the lowdown on the effectiveness of voting by mail and why it's it can be done or it shouldn't be done or what do you, what would you tell us? Voting by mail is the same thing as absentee voting. Uh, there's been some talk in the news that it's okay to vote absentee, but it's not okay to vote by mail. They're the same thing, voting by mail and voting absentee. Yes, you could vote absentee at a polling site, you know, at one of these locations, but it's the same thing. You vote by mail and it is completely legal. It is easy to do. Again, you apply for your ballot application online at vote.arlingtonva.us, they will mail it to you. All all of them will be mailed starting September 18th. I believe they have some 45,000 already uh, for Arlington alone. Um, And Arlington is one of the largest vote-by-mail counties anyway, even in normal years. And so they will be mailed out on September 18th. And then, of course, if you apply later, you'll get it later. But starting September 18th. You should get it by the 20th, 21st, and then you can return it. That's You still have six weeks, right, before the election. If you, and if you don't trust the mail, then drop it off at one of the Dropbox locations. Uh, you do not need an excuse anymore. We are no longer an absentee, in-person, excuse-based state. We are a vote-by-mail state now. So you need no excuse, and you just... Mail it in early enough. Don't wait. You know, please don't mail it after they're saying after October 20th. Just to be safe, don't mail it. 
And here's something else about mail. It has to be received by November 6th. That's three days after the election. So this whole idea that we're going to know all of the results on the evening of November 3rd, like when we were all kids and you'd sit up and listen, that's probably not going to happen. So people need to be aware that this is going to be a very long counting process because of this vote by mail. But don't mail it. I, October 20th, I would even be nervous mailing it. Drop it off. But, you know, if you're going to get it in September, six weeks, Islington has a pretty good mail system. They'll get it there. Good advice. And so in terms of applying to vote by mail, you I just wanted to clarify, you, you can do it online. Is that correct? Yes, you can apply at that vote.virginia.us. Uh, there's a little box that says vote by mail through the application. You cannot vote online. Got it. Got it. <laughs> okay. I want to do that. Right. Well, and, and it doesn't hurt to, you know, in the communication world, you say it and you say it again and you say it again. So um, and, and 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 the other part is is a, a personal ID. Is is there any again to verify who you are? Is that necessary or or not for this voting by mail? When you apply for your ballot, uh, no, because you're in the system. They've already verified you at least twice. They verify you against the um, motor vehicle DMV records. They verify you against census records. You know, they make sure you're a citizen, so you're already verified twice. There is a little funky thing. Um, if you vote, register to vote for the first time, for whatever reason, you just moved here, you just turned 18. Normally, you cannot vote by mail the first election because they need to verify you again. In a federal election, you are allowed to vote by mail, but you will probably get a note when you get your voter ballot back that says you must include ID with this. That's, you know, a little bit in the weeds and a little bit funky. And again, it's only for first time voters, but they will get the notification with their ballot to say, when you return this ballot, put a copy of, and they'll list the ID. So that's a third check against you. So you've given a number of different ways and reinforced the importance of voting early. Is it possible to track a completed ballot? And if so, how? It is, it is. And you go again to my magic website, you know, vote.arlingtonva.us, and there's a little drop-down box that says track my ballot. The ballots are, you know, what are those things? They're barcoded. Uh, they're notified that you they get it when it's mailed in. When they receive it, they mark it received. They do not process it. Okay. It, all right. This is a little tricky. So if you if they get your ballot, they open it up. They're allowed to open it and they're allowed to check it, you know. There is something now, again, that was just passed, and they are now allowed to cure it. This is sort of a lingo term. So say you send it in and you forget to sign it. People do that. If they get your ballot before October 31st and they look at it and they say, oh, she forgot to sign it, they can contact you and say, get down here and sign this ballot. If you don't have an email or a phone number on record with them, which most people do, some people don't, 
uh, then they're going to have to mail you something. So again, vote early. It'll give you enough time. You go down to the courthouse, you say, this is me, you sign it. So that's another way to make sure that everyone's ballots are um, correct and cast. So they can take it, they can open it up, they can make sure, you know, yes, that's you. They check it against the records, check the signature, blah, blah, blah. They cannot start counting his votes until election day. That's a Virginia law. And so Arlington has at least one high-speed counter. I think Fairfax has four or five. But if you remember in 2016, Fairfax did not come in until almost one or two in the morning because they had so many absentee ballots and they have all these high-speed counters. So again, don't expect to know who won these races maybe until the week after. So if you were going to tell us one more time, because I like to ask this question again, what are the deadlines to receive and return mail-in and absentee ballots? Thank you. You must apply for the ballot by October 23rd. Again, to me, that's way too late, but that is the deadline. So if you go online, you have until 11.59 p.m. on October 23rd to request them mailing you an absentee ballot. If you download it, the application, and you mail it to the registrar, they must have it in hand by close of business, 5 p.m. October 23rd. Your ballot must be received by the registrar by 12 p.m. November 6th. All right. So here's a possibility. A person might not be able to, to uh, meet the application deadline due to hospitalization or illness or other emergency. How, what can they do to make sure that their vote counts? So you can vote early, as I said, until October 31st. Then there is no more early voting. The registrars need those few days to set up all the polling places for November 3rd. So what if someone, you know, God forbid, gets sick or dies or something and you have to leave town or you have to go take care of them or you yourself wind up in the hospital? Again, this is why you vote early. But there is a way, there's a waiver. Again, go on the, that website. And on the very bottom, it says emergency voting for hospitalization or death in the family. And the registrar will make arrangements for you uh, to do that. Of course, you have to prove, you know, you just can't decide to do it and say, oh, I want to try this. You know, they're going to ask for proof um, and then you will you will be able to do it. Another question, Joan, has to do with um, if, say, somebody decided that they sent their mail-in ballot, and then they decided that they wanted to vote in person. Is that possible? Are you saying they already sent their mail-in ballot in, or they just received it? Um, I'm saying if they requested a mail-in ballot, and then they decided that they wanted to vote in person, uh, how would somebody or the officials know which, you know, how to handle that? The best thing to do um, is to take your ballot that you have not yet filled out, the mail-in ballot that you receive, and bring it to a polling place, whether it's on election day or at any of these early polling sites. Give it to the election official and say, I changed my mind. I really want to vote on a machine. 
they will destroy it. They will shred it and they will mark it, you know, that you did not, you did not use this. And then they'll let you vote on the machine. If you don't bring it, you now add about three or four extra steps for the overworked registrar because now they have to mark it. They have to say, we did not receive it, but this person is voting in person. You go on a special alert sort of list so that they can look out for it. You then go and vote. Now, if you are someone who, you know, maybe you forgot that you voted, but let's just say you innocently forget that you went to that polling place and you find the ballot and you fill it in and you mail it in. Um, you're going to set off all kinds of alert systems. Uh, and if you're someone who's trying to be adorable and think that you could vote twice, you are going to set off alert systems. They will flag this as voter fraud. Someone trying to vote twice, you will be referred to the uh, attorney general's office for further investigation. And he has made it very clear that anyone who deliberately tries to vote twice or does this little that they will be prosecuted. I'm not a lawyer, but I think that's a felony charge in Virginia. So, you know, if, if you can prove that, yeah, duh, I just forgot I voted, you know, but still don't do it. Bring that ballot, let them destroy it. Don't make any problems for yourself or for them. Is there any way that that individuals can ensure their vote is counted? Well, as I said, you can track the vote and make sure that the ballot was received. Once the ballot is in the hands of the registrars, you know, Arlington has a phenomenal track record. Most, actually all registrars in Virginia have a very good track record. If they've got it, they're going to count it. You know, these people are serious about this work. Uh, and as I said, they will check it now and they can call you and say, duh, you forgot to sign it, or, you know, it got destroyed somehow, it's wet, it arrived, you know, who knows? Uh, so they will be able to make sure that you can correct any of your errors. So now we've talked a lot about voting in advance. Let's talk about election day. Um, in in Arlington County, tell us when do the polls open and close on election day? Um, is, is your little card the only way of finding the right polling place or help us again to to make sure that if we decide we want to go to the polls, that um, that we'll get to the right place and at the right time. Yeah, uh, if you are someone, and I have friends who are like, oh, I like to go on the day. And I'm like, no, don't do that. Get your vote in early. But I know some people love to go on the day. Virginia polls open at 6 a.m. and they close at 7 p.m. And this is something to remember. If you are standing in line, for some reason, it's a big turnout, which kind of don't expect because of COVID, but this is something to remember. If you got there before 7 p.m. and there's just a long line and you know, you're snaking your way through, they must allow you to vote. Now, if you show up at 7.01 or 7.02, you're probably gonna be turned away because the polls must close at seven, but they cannot turn you away if you got there in time and it's just too long a line to vote. To find your polling place, again, I'm gonna sound like a broken record, but there is a spot at vote.virginia. What is it now? I've repeated it so many times. Vote.arlingtonva.org.us. Um, 
to find your polling place. It's a little drop down that says polling place and you put it in or go to vote 411. Type that in and put in your address and it will populate everything. Um, so there's two ways or just call the registrar. If you're really stumped and you can't get to a computer, just give them a call. Um, I could give you that number again. It's 703-228-3456 and they will look it up for you. Probably the thing that people are going to be most concerned about is COVID-19 precautions. Is that going to be a big deal this year? I'm, I'm assuming it is, but what are the plans? Uh, Virginia's been very good about protecting poll workers. Uh, they, at the June primary, and we had a special election here in, in July in Arlington, all the poll workers are given masks, they are given gloves, they're given hand sanitizers, and they're also given those face masks that come down, you know, the plastic ones that cover your whole face. Um, all the pens, if you have to sign in with a pen, they are, they have two piles, you know, clean and unclean. So you take the clean one, you put it in the other one, then someone comes by and will sanitize the pens before putting them back. All the poll workers have, you know, those wipes, the disinfectant wipes that they will wipe off the polling booth itself after everyone uh, uses it. So they are being as cautious as they can be. They are, that's why they moved to 2200, because they can space the ballot uh, machines further away. And of course, they have those little markers on the ground that we're all now used to that marks six feet away from the person behind you. So they, they are really doing a very good job of protecting people and the poll workers. And I guess, um, I know that you're not involved with this, but I was curious, are there going to be enough electoral judges at the polls? What do you know about that? In Northern Virginia, yes. Actually, September 1st was poll worker recruiting day because a lot of poll workers are frankly in our age range, right? They're retired. And a lot of older people don't want to do that. They don't want to be, you know, in constant contact with people. And they put out a call. And another thing the legislature did is Virginia uh, Election Day is a state holiday. So if you work for a state school or state office, you will have the day off. So a lot of these younger people, they had uh, such a demand, I mean, such an influx of people that they actually had to turn people away or say, hey, can you go to another part of Virginia? So from what I understand, Arlington is full. I mean, they have enough people who volunteered. Alexandria is good. Fairfax is good. They are having trouble in central, you know, more of the rural areas of Virginia where there's just not that many people. So I believe certain, I know Fairfax is asking people who came, and I think Arlington is too. Would you mind traveling to wherever on election day to, to lend them a hand. Okay, well, we're just about out of time. We wanna give those very favorite uh, website addresses one more time, Joan. I should have it memorized. The official registrar's website for Arlington is vote.arlingtonva.us. And if you're in Fairfax, just Google Fairfax registrar, you know, Loudoun County registrar, it'll come right up for them. Our uh, email address is lwvarlingtonva at gmail. 
The phone number for the registrar in Arlington is 703-228-3456. And again, if you, only way you could reach us is phone. I answer this number, 804-521-4171. Well, I want to thank Joan Port, president of the League of Women Voters, Arlington, for joining me today. And by the way, if you want to listen to past radio programs and watch Aging Matters TV episodes, best way to do that is by visiting facebook.com forward slash Aging Matters WERA for the internet addresses to access both the radio shows and the TV episodes. And in addition, Aging Matters Radio is now available as a podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And I encourage you to listen to those programs there, tell your friends and family members, and then be sure to rate and review the program. That would be much appreciated. Today, I want to thank Robert Winship for handling the technical aspects of the program. And of course, as always, thank you for listening to Aging Matters. And remember, age is just a number, not a label. I'll be back again with you next week. 